<laughs> Dave, are you okay? Well, you keep doing things right before what we What are you talking about, this Dave? I don't know. You look like a fool like in the episode. I don't know, Dave. I don't... I'm right just, down to the Dave, are you okay? It's yeah, like I'm, just, I'm just playing the intro. Dave's giggling over there. It's like, what is happening, young man? Oh, God. Hi, so, all. What hey, what's up, everybody? We are... Uh, what are we? We're a bunch of we're a bunch we're, of geeks. We're, we're a bunch of nerds. Nerds, just a, geeks. This is just a, a brothel of nerds. <laughs> we are the hosts of That's Canon, which is brought to you by Franklin Armstrong Collective in conjunction with Squared Idea Squared Dash Idea dot com, and uh, we have Dave, myself, Brian Holiday, and Toby, aka That Toby. Fit Dude. Yeah, Adonis. Right. Yo, I wonder who I'm has still, at still, Adonis on I was Instagram. About, I literally was about to say, okay, I still yes. haven't checked to see that. You know what? Let me do that right this moment. Because I got to say, because just the fact that you got that, that fit place. dude is one that we always find super impressive. That's, yeah, I know. I don't know how, but I don't know how no one thought of grabbing that. Because I know there's a that fit girl or something Yeah. on Instagram. So one I of mean, my friends has, uh, is that island chick. And even that, oh, really? I was, yeah, I was just like, yo, how did you get oh, that? Uh, like, how early? <laughs> and she, like, I don't know. She seems pretty young. So I'm always just like, did she just get the app that early on? Like, she's young enough that uh, when the app first started, she was probably in her teens. Early adopter. I was one, too. Yeah. Um, no, there's no at Adonis. Interesting. There's Adonis Superman the Boxer, Adonis the Greek. Adonis Foods, but no at Adonis. I guess that is just... crazy to me. Yeah. How did but that? I think maybe get... certain, certain names, maybe they block off completely, or someone bought the rights and just never. I don't know. I actually, to be honest, what happens when you look up at Adonis? There's just nothing there. Nothing. Nothing. It is Toby. Yo, New try and register that yeah, right now. Like, honestly, right now. Yo, no joke, dude. You mean look it up on Instagram? Yeah, 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 but I mean, also tr oh, create yeah. an like, account on like, Instagram like right now. Like, take it. Like, well, we're restarting the episode. So that <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 find uh, out. I'll find out after this episode and let you guys know what I find out. Here's hoping that in the next thirty minutes, no one steals that. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Okay, kids. So this week on the one and only that's canon, we are going to be talking about Civil War Two Kingpin. Uh, this collects issues one through four. If you guys are reading the trade, it actually collects issues one through four and issue 51 of The Amazing Spider-Man from 1963, which I imagine is an introduction to the Kingpin. But the one, the, the we're only going to be doing the individual issues, which was just the four uh, separate issues that happened during Civil War II. Um, All right. The It was written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. And now on to... The elevator pitch. While the issues that propel the second Civil War divide the heroes of the Marvel Universe, they have an impact upon the villains as well. Where do they stand in the brave new Marvel U? And how far will they go to make it theirs? Um, so that's uh, a little dark, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little dark. I mean, I feel like that's a generic kind of description that they use for anyone that wasn't... Like any villain that was getting their own title in Civil War Two, mm. they didn't because mm -hmm. there's no mention of Kingpin in that. Well, if, I actually have another one, so I don't know. Oh if yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, please, okay. please, 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 please. So, uh, an inhuman with the ability to predict the future has helped the heroes of the Marvel universe clamp down on crime before it can even happen. 
wildest thwarts. Owen Man has found a way to keep doing what he does best. Wilson, Wilson Fisk has managed to stay one step ahead of the good guys and his crime enterprise is booming. But what's his secret? Dun, dun, dun. That's a good one. Where's that one from? That is from the first issue. Yeah, Marvel oh. always has that little intro. Oh, that's the intro for that first issue. Yeah. Ah, damn. Because right. I found the one for the actual trade. Mm. Yeah, that was okay, my mistake. Okay, but th- this one kind of tells you where the rest are going. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's a better one. Yeah. So, yeah. In any case, guys, yeah. So, that's the, the elevator pitch for that one. I'm going to give you mine. Um, <clears throat> this is the story of a boy. Who cried the river and drowned the whole world? No, I'm just. Um, <laughs> I was really curious where you're gonna go with that for a second. I was like, this could be profound. I actually, honestly, when she started saying it, I was like, he better do the song. <laughs> so, uh, Kingpin Wilson Fisk is a. I guess I would pitch this as the rebirth of a villain. That's very well. Um, he is taking the rebirth of a villain and the birth of uh ooh the rebirth of a villain and the the idea of loyalty in the crime in the, in crime syndicates that's how i would pitch it cuz there's the, the main story is about him but it's not only about him it's about creating loyalty there's a lot of discussion of loyalty almost at nauseum, but I'm okay with it because it it's 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 such an important factor to the mindset of the man that is the kingpin. I would or put- the idea that even in these like especially in these organizations, there has to be a leader. Everyone can't function independently. Mm. Yeah, that's also kind of force fed to you in this. Yeah, in this story. The, what is it? The world of the human society abhors a vacuum. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Which I, th- I think was something that's referenced in Punisher, which we did last uh, last episode. Okay, there's a couple other references in here. Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking forward Punisher, to discussing actually. that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dave, you want to do yours? Yeah, I'll do mine. Uh, I would say my elevator pitch would be Kingpin's re-rise to mob fame, mm-hmm. based off of what you would think Sopranos meets Minority Report. Oh, that's how I would say this. So is. well said. Sopranos meets huh. Minority Report. Very good. Yeah, that is a very, is. that's a good elevator pitch. If you had two, if you had one minute in the elevator and you're trying to pitch somebody that Sopranos meets Minority Report, that's a good one. I now think so. we don't usually do a winner or anything like that, but when someone says something, we kind of all just agree that that's probably can't be topped. Yeah. I, so I as as you gave your elevator pitch and I was walking in, I heard the tail end of it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, mine's not that good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I walked out of the building, back to my car, went home to work. Back to the drawing my board. Pitch, my pitch was no good. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's fair. I think that was a really good one. So if you guys, uh, you know, we're going to be discussing that one in the review segment. That it, I mean, it's only four issues, so we're not. it's not too crazy. No. Uh, the pitch, I mean... Dave really did knock it out of the park. So we're going to go into our next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, Judgment Call. Judgment Call. Dave, do you want to tell people what Judgment Call is? I always do. This is, well, this is the main event of the evening, so to speak. Actually, that's technically a lie. I guess what the review would be. But this is this is the competition where we fight for our right for our characters to be in the spotlight, uh, where we give each other three minutes to talk up somebody, see if he deserves more spotlight or deserves to have... 
the light shone down on him, whether it's because they, they've not been given enough or if they've been twisted the wrong way. And then we give each other a minute to tear it down with the judge then giving the axe on one of us and raising one of our hands. Quite beautiful. Quite beautiful. This week, it's uh, myself, Brian, versus One Minute Penalized Dave. Penalized because the last time he played, he kept going after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this game really brings out a dark side out of me. I don't like it that that much, but then again, I, I lust for it at the same time. <laughs> um, oh my God, you're the Punisher. I know. I was about to. I was, that's what I was going for. Maybe someone caught on to that. Um, well, I'll leave it to Toby. Who he's as he is the judge. He he controls the reins. He says who goes first, who goes last. So take it away. All right, so I am going to flip a coin, actually. Okay. Dave, you are heads. Doc, you are tails. Tails, meaning Doc goes first. All right, cool. Uh, you got the I timer? I when the timer starts. Okay. I do. Ready, set, go. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you get when you get an Olympian? A genius? A hero? A dedicated man? You get Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific is all about fair play. He's one of the originals. This man has been working the hard battle in the DC universe to make sure that you are safe in your world. And he's one of the smartest men in the DC universe. Now, this young Michael Holt, an adventurer at 6'2", holding down a frame of strength and power that sustains not just an amazing character, but a wonderful mind. And the reason I think that this character doesn't get enough shine is he does not get enough shine. If you think about Mr. Terrific, and I will definitely bring up the one example on Arrow, he doesn't get enough shine. The version he has on Arrow is limited and unfairly used in the comic. It, it, it's, every time I watch a show, I'm just thinking about how he's being misused and how they could use him better. And in the comic book, it's the same thing. They don't use Mr. Terrific for the size of brain that the character has and the skill set that he has and the inventions that he comes up with that are almost key in the DC universe, you know, to the point where some people have stolen them and have used them against other heroes. If anything, that's an example of someone who has the ability to be a better hero and even uh, a rival to some of the best heroes because he could even possibly take them down. But it's always just tossed aside. And I, I, I won't play the race card. I won't. Because I think that would be unfair. But I will say that in the modern world of Black Panther and Luke Cage's, this is the perfect opportunity for DC to show that they support their characters of color, that they believe that those characters of color deserve to have their stories told. And, you know, not just Black Lightning. It doesn't always have to be about black heroes with lightning powers. That's a thing. Look it up online, guys. Black heroes with lightning powers. They almost all have the same power. Sometimes it can be a story of a genius. Black Panther is a, is a, a very smart and a very powerful man, but he's also a king. Sometimes you just need a street-level street guy who's really smart and dedicated and knows what he's doing and how he can save the world. And that's why I think that when it comes to it, Mr. Terrific is one of the best. He's the second to hold the title, the name Mr. Terrific, but he's the first in my belief in what he can do. And I end this by saying, ladies and gentlemen, would you not want to hear more about a man who loves the world? <laughs> Dave, are you <laughs> laughing at my... 
It's, I didn't laugh at yours, Dave. <laughs> it's people can't see this, all right? Doc was like looking into my soul the entire time. Like he wants this win so bad. <laughs> He just wants to make the point, make the point stick. Uh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to. Mentioned, uh, you mentioned black superheroes with uh, electric, electrical lightning powers. Yeah, and, 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 and it makes me think of they gave Jamie Fox Electro yeah. in Spider Man. But a it's a thing. If you guys right. look it up, there's an article online. Uh, there's a few articles actually that I saw. But if you look up black heroes and electrical powers, it's a common theme really? that black pe- black heroes are often depicted with That's electrical true. powers. You have Black Lightning. You have Static Shock. You have Storm. The, I mean, Storm has more powers, but her no, but, main lightning yeah, is yeah, the thing. You uh, so there's a lot of like reoccurring things. Uh, those are just That's a few. True. There's more of them. So if you guys are ever interested in looking that all up, right. please do all right cool. so I, I, Dave? I got my two minutes yeah all right uh, i'll let you know you have three minutes no no, oh, no, no, no. Two I, minutes. I got two penalty. because i got penalized from the last one i, I did because oh I went, I, that's right I went, oh dude i, I went a little right. overboard yeah yes please oh. uh, you ready i'm good yeah go all right so i'll be actually talking about kid gladiator uh kid gladiator is exactly what it sounds the son of gladiator uh, I was first exposed to him because they did Wolverine in the X-Men, which was basically Wolverine taking over uh, Professor X's role at the mansion, and then he was basically leading all the students. It's actually a very interesting read, a lot of extra characters in there. But what was really cool about this this kid is that he's obviously, he, just like uh, uh, Gladiator is a polar opposite, or this, the, the analog to Superman, you could say that Kid Gladiator is the analog to Superboy, but he's actually re- actually related to... His father uh, has all the similar powers, strength, flight, vision, and all that. What I thought was really cool about it is that you could have the, you could finally have a take on a Superman type being that is not ripped away from his family, and a, a kid who knows his power has been taught his power, but he has an attitude like Damian Wayne, like he's very brash, young, and very unpolished. In which case, this could also be a good uh, uh, bring into the Shi'ar Empire which I think is really, really important. And he's gone up against really key characters like the Brood and the Hellfire Club and all these other major characters. Uh, I think it'd be, uh, I think it's better the the importance that you would be able to see uh, his view as a child through the Shi'ar Empire, which is something that they haven't done enough, uh, in my opinion. Uh, as well, I feel like this could be a good uh, coming of age story. It's how uh, Rocky Maivia became The Rock, how Kobe Bryant became Kobe, how Sidney Crosby became Sid the Kid, how Batman became The Dark Knight. I think it's something that could be really well done. Uh, he's actually very entertaining to read. He has a, a he has like a Thor-like comedic sense to him. Like he's just like, I'm all powerful, but still somehow humble at the same time. Uh, so that's basically what I, what I think. I also think that it's also uh, important considering I know they want to build up the Shi'ar Empire soon with Fe- uh, Dark Phoenix coming out, and uh, that's about it. And that's done. All right. You got an extra three seconds there, so we're going to take that up your next time, next game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hate. Um, all right, so you guys get one minute to tear each other's arguments apart or each other's statements apart, and I am going to let Dave go first. All right, all right, all right. Let's tell me where I could go. Ready, set, go. Uh, he's had his time in the sun to shine. It's not worked out. Uh, agreed that might might not be good storytelling, but like frankly, Mister Terrific, man, we have a lot of co- a lot of geniuses. I don't like this leather teeth plastered onto his face. I don't even get the point of that. 
to be quite honest, but he is someone who I agree is underutilized, but at the same time, it's because he's kind of, well, boring. In short, he's boring. Uh, he's been on Arrow for a long time, and I agree that maybe he's not the best representation on Arrow, uh, but if we do take that in consideration, he's in comic books. He's getting his own comic book soon with with with, uh, with the originals. He's getting a team book. He's getting a team book. He's been on Arrow, another team book where, or another team show where, frankly, as a supporting cast member, he's like, he's not on the B team. He's on like the, uh, the Z team. He's like really not hitting it out of the park for me. Uh, and the thing is, he's just a really big brain. He's like another Reed Richards. And I've never, personally, I've never polarized towards brains. So I, I don't really think it's anything too important. And second of all, or just, he's not, he's not the smartest. He's not the best. You do do something to prove if you could spin a story around that makes him the man in any regard. Cool, but at the current moment, he's just he's just a man, not the man. Time. All right. Excellent. I just I needed that. I just wanted that to go through so I can hear what you actually wanted to get across. So Doc, you get an extra fifteen seconds. Ready? Fair. Set. Go. Okay, Kid Gladiator. A waste of time. <laughs> Um, as someone who read Kid Gladiator's uh, attack in the Mighty Thor Volume 2 story, uh, in which the gods of the Shi'ar Empire have decided that they're going to go after Thor, and it uh, starts an entire war between the Shi'ar and the pantheon of the other gods, I can tell you right now, he's an obnoxious, disrespectful, overpowered brat who has no concept of space, and regard for other people he realizes that his father is a great man and unlike the other characters that you referenced that have lost quite a bit to become who they are he has no hero's journey which leads him to be just a really powerful jerk because he's never had anyone to challenge him especially when you have a dad like gladiator who's gonna mess with you He's not the type of kid who's ever been spanked or beat. He's the type of kid who just runs around being the bully, the brash, the moron, and the troublemaker. He's akin to a waste of time, and to write more about him would be a waste for everyone. Thank you. All right, that's the, <laughs> the turning oh, of the man. knife. Like, like, I really wish this was videotape. If people saw what Brian's been doing this right. entire episode, this one's vindictive. I can tell you right now. I don't know what I did. I, I did it. I have, to have done it off camera or something. I don't know what's been going on, but something's happened. I'm okay. not competitive, but when you brought up that kid, all I remembered was all the stuff he'd done, and I was just like, no. This one I don't want to lose now. You picked the one character I didn't like, so I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm down for this. All right, so Kid Gladiator, I'm going to start with this guy. Um, his look, to me, knowing who he is, is not very appealing. I will say one thing about Doc, to Doc's point, the fact that he just doesn't really have a hero's journey. It's more of a bratty kid's journey. Um, learning to mature versus learning to grow. There's a difference. Mm. Yeah, I think that's. I'm going to leave that there for now. And then for Mr. Terrific, yes, the T on his face is. Well, I'm saying the T on his face is almost distracting. It's like it, it just doesn't feel like what we're used to when it comes to a superhero's cowl or or even the eyeliner. You know, it's just a big giant T on your face. But the cool thing about that big giant T is that it's actually nanotech, mm -hmm. which 
mold it, it, it molds to his face. It protects him from chemicals. It does a ver- variety of things. So it's not as far as it, the look is concerned. It it attracts you from the fact that it's actually there for a purpose. Um, ridiculous, but useful and purposeful. Um, as far as his storyline, you're you're right. There isn't really much. They don't really give him too much clout in this universe or any universe to begin with. Um, Kid Gladiator is almost given too much from the beginning. Right. So oh, that he needs to have it. He needs to have it. He needs to have it taken it's away. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't need to see that story. I've seen it many times. Matter of fact, I've seen it in Hercules. It kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of that. Interesting. Um, and I didn't really like Hercules very much. Um, <laughs> it's not like he's an epic giant. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to see more of Mr. Terrific, so I'm giving this one to Mr. Doc Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually would genuinely prefer to see a Mr. Terrific show over a Kid Gladiator show. That's right. If I were to put it in that terms, just because I feel there's more to be told, there's a more mature and adult story to be told, and this if they were going to make a kid gladiator story, it would not be geared towards me. <laughs> only because I don't want to same audience. Only because I don't want to lose time. Next time, that kid gladiator. You know, you know what? He's uh, wonderful. I, you know what? Go for it. Go, go for the extra. I, I, I won't take any, any minuses. I won't, I won't. Kid gladiator it. is such a pompous ass <laughs> character. He makes me so mad. That first time I got introduced to him in that Thor title where the sure guards, gods are like starting a war and he's there and he's just being so brash and just has this ego and i'm like who the are you like where do you come from with so much bull and i realize oh it's because you're your dad's son and no one's ever given you a hand like no one's ever like and i mean i'm not even giving you a hand like to help you i mean like no one's ever giving you the hand like the back of their hand (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah you've never actually yeah you you've never actually fought someone and like not been hooked up you know it's not like your dad you know any of those stories that we see where because usually the story that you get where you have a hero and they have a son, they usually test the son, right? They mm-hmm. Or the child. I shouldn't just say sons because it could be daughter as well. But they usually test them by, by being like, I'm going to just leave you out in the wilderness to see if you can survive. Even Batman does it with Damien. He does it with all the Robins. Yeah. That that what the but, but I was, I was actually test ask, called like, the, if, the if one you don't night. Like his attitude though. Do you not like uh, Damien's attitude? Because I find I, I find oh. that's where it is. I find he's a, a but, Superman version of Damien. But Damien's uh, attitude. But Damien still, Damien still has some redeeming qualities. But and also this? it makes sense. He was raised by assassins, whereas yeah, exactly. Kid was raised by Gladiator, but is an asshole and Gladiator. A gladiator is pompous, but he's not an asshole. But 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 like I said, in, in my in, in my pitch, and I'm mm. not I'm not going against the judge's call here, is that I, it would be in, when we when we see super powered beings, for example, Superman mm. went through a lot of trials and tribulations. I would just like to see something where it, it's like you know, a coming of age of someone like that. How does someone like with that? power but he's not young enough to have the coming up because he's an idiot why why do you why do you we 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 see superman we don't need this story of a kid but superman has no family or anything like this is this is like you're gonna be raised in the shiar you know and because to me it's like also the exposure of the shiar maybe i didn't didn't emphasize that enough don't get me wrong the idea of seeing a superhero actually grow up in the superhero environment like a child hero 
grow up to be a hero does sound cool. Right. Especially if you were to do it in the Shi'ar Empire. But it's just, this character's older already. You would have to go back to when he was a little bit younger. Because he's already a pompous jerk. Who's doing that? The Incredibles. Oh, yeah, Jack-Jack. Those are are kids. Dash, Jack-Jack, Violet. Yeah, I can't wait for that movie, actually. They're doing it pretty well. When does that come out? June. June? June or July. But guys, that's the end of Judgment Call. There you go. I won one. <laughs> there was some off-air conversation about if I ever won, guys. That was a little hurtful, but uh, I'm okay with that. That's now. very true. That's very true. <laughs> and I am giving you a victory. Uh, okay, so uh, next we're going into the review. Once again, we are covering Civil War II Kingpin, which runs issues one through four. It's a miniseries. There's only four issues in the miniseries. If you are reading The Trade, the issue six, uh, 51 of the Amazing Spider-Man 1953 run is also included, but we are not going to be discussing that in this run right now. Uh, so for the review, guys, Wilson Fisk running, or at least not running, back from San Francisco is where mm-hmm. we start off. Yeah. You know, the, the first, I think the first panel is with what? Ma- Madam Mask and Owl? Owl Man? Uh, or yeah. Owl? No, yep. just Owl. Leland Owl. Owsley, sorry. It has them, it has Jigsaw. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but I mean, that first, first meeting oh. where he's talking and he's just like, I'm back and I want to take mm-hmm. my empire. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that first, no, that first movie, that, sorry, that first movie, that first meeting is actually what Dave said is in the room with all the mobsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just talking about the flashback because I'm, I, I'm do, I was just trying to establish chronologically. He had oh, been I gone see. for no, a while. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. So yeah, he'd been, he had been gone for a while. Yeah, and he and he didn't realize that New York had changed that much, or at least that's the idea that he doesn't know. As Toby read to us earlier, with this inhuman who has the ability to predict crimes, mm-hmm. um, and you know, very much a la Minority Report, as Dave said, you know, the the the, the Civil War starts out. So I don't know if any of you guys, hopefully, you've read Civil War too. It was an interesting enough story, but it's uh, Carol Danvers versus Tony Stark. Hmm. And uh, that's the split this time between the heroes. And Carol Danvers is saying we need to utilize all tools to our advantage. And this child who can predict uh, crimes is important because we can stop crimes before they happen. And Iron Man... And that inhuman is uh, Ulysses. Ulysses, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Iron Man, who is a futurist, is saying, I'm a future... Like, there's one specific scene where he says, I'm a futurist. Because everyone's just like, aren't you a futurist? Isn't this exactly what he wants? And he's like, no, it's specifically because I'm a futurist that I don't want this. The future is not written. Mm, we are right. always trying to evolve and grow through the future. We shouldn't start to predict the future and nothing is written in stone. This is a bad way of going about things. It's actually a very good, interesting read if you guys are... Uh, I right. thought it was going to be a little lame because uh, Civil War 1 was really good and I was just like, how are well, you going to do a Civil War yeah, 2? hard to follow up. Yeah, yeah, it really was. But it was actually well done. So, But this is interesting because you get to see the street level a bit because you like and the effects the effects that it's had and, and wilson fisk coming back into a world where all the villains are getting locked up yeah preemptively yeah even after so his meeting all... with madame mask yeah. and owl they get arrested immediately after the meeting doesn't owl no owl survives because isn't one of his uh counterparts actually get killed right away uh in the first issue yes but uh i i'm I'm thinking more the uh, yeah yeah I think you're right I think in the first issue one of them mm-hmm. does because like is there like it's it's not your city anymore it's like a dead body or something like that brought to his, uh, mm-hmm. his oh penthouse. yes that's a little bit later on yeah there is a guy um, bush bushwhacker I think who attacks him Bushmark, but th- yeah. there's also a guy in a mask who I don't know I don't remember which character that is but yes you're right because uh, essentially Kingpin 
So for the review is that Kingpin is or resume is the Kingpin comes back from San Francisco and he realizes that he wants to bring back his crime organization. Um, as we mentioned earlier on, you know, it, we abhor a vacuum. So if there's no one in charge, then people will start to run wild. And there really isn't anyone in charge right now because of the fact that Ulysses is predicting all the crimes. So criminals are like bosses are being caught, not just street thugs, like the higher ups are being caught. So there's no overhead. Like there's no one at the top anymore. And, you know, Kingpin sees this, not even that he sees it as an opportunity. He, even if this wasn't happening, I feel like he would have gone out and been like, I'm back and I'm ready to take my throne back. Mm. Uh, and it just right, makes. But he came back. He came back with a weapon that would enable him to do so, though. Otherwise, well, he finds the he weapon would... at the end, right? That's the other thing. Well, no, he finds it. He uh, finds no. it at the end of the first issue. But he has yeah. it. He has well, the weapon, the person. Yeah, uh, Janus, Janus yeah. who's just a guy who basically did something stupid during a heist and got covered with tarragon tarragon mist, yeah. and then has this ability. Um, that has this ability to hide his activities yeah. from Ulysses. Yeah. Do you, uh, so he doesn't get. Do you, what do you think his power is though? Is it just that he's not? That is, that is it. But is it him or is it like an aura around him that people, if people like, example, if if I'm standing beside him, am I allowed to shoot somebody and then mm. not be seen or? Yes. So here's the thing. It's not just an aura around him because no matter where he is in the building, he it's as long as he's a part. He has to be part of the events for it not to be seen. Ah, uh, oh. interesting. What I got yeah, I didn't it. get. The, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand. But yeah, if that's what you got, that that is a logical, uh, an, an, like uh, understanding of it. That's why Kingpin has been get trying to get him to. I mean, this is something that happens later in the story, yeah. but trying to get him to do more killings. Yeah, it's him, pretty rough. Trying to, get him, trying to break him, <laughs> trying to break him, and get him used to actually doing the dirty work himself. Because yeah. a he can't get caught, and who is the perfect. But there's some inconsistencies. doesn't have to do anything anymore. Just send this guy out to do all the killings from now on. Yeah. But there's some inconsistencies was- because he does kill, like, Kingpin. Mind you, though, he kills bad guys. So maybe they don't care if he kills bad guys. Because hmm. he kills, at one point in time, when he's trying to find Janice, because, uh, you know, at, at some point in time, there's a questionable did Janice really double cross him or not? Yeah. Um, he's driving somewhere with, like, his guys. And Turk. He's in- and he's in a room and he's like... I was so happy to see Turk, by the way. Turk is the guy from uh, Daredevil. The oh. black guy that keeps like in every Marvel uh, Marvel Netflix series. He's mm-hmm. that black guy who just is like in the background. Oh, really? And actually in the Marvel Universe right now, he actually has one of the Infinity Stones. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole interesting oh. thing. Anyway, sorry. I, I digress. No, no, it's all right. Uh, but just uh, at one point in time when he's trying to find Janice, he's in a car with a bunch of people yeah. and... He asks, oh, I want to be around people who, who I know. Wait, who are you? And the guy's like, oh, I'm hired by, I was hired by Janice. And he kills him immediately. Yeah. So I'm like, how did, Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, and why didn't he get caught for exactly. that? Exactly. So That's like, a good I'm point. wondering, like, is it just that they're like, oh, well, you know, this guy was a thug anyways. It's not important. Yeah. But, ah, um, that's what I think they want us to assume because they needed to write something in there to still show to you that the Punisher isn't scared. Oh, that Fisk is not scared. Punisher, Punisher is Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. Punisher is not Punisher. I'm sorry. Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying Punisher, but I mean, Punisher does make an appearance. Yeah, he, he does. does. He shows up later. Yeah. He makes an important appearance. already given up a secret. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the beginning of this kind of is reminiscent of Joker's scene in The Dark Knight. Um, is it The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, when he's talking to the mob bosses. Right. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that. The... the, the, the the seriousness and the 
the way the mobs, the other mobsters are looking at Kingpin. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, are, are you, are you, are you kidding me? Have you seen what's going on out there? You think you're just going to come back and yeah, like why everything's going to go back to the way it was? Yeah. Why do we want to risk our lives for you again in a world where everything's being predicted? So for, for Kingpin, you can tell it's a hard sell. For them, it's also the point where you can tell they're not really as scared of Kingpin anymore. True. They're, no, they're, 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 they're more afraid of getting caught than they are afraid of serving under this guy. Well, yeah. a lot of people um, call him soft during the, the first issue. Yes. Yeah. 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 They think yeah. He, they think he's weak. I mean, isn't yeah, the first he's issue. Been gone, he's been gone for so long and you, now he's going to try to come. It just didn't make sense to anyone. It wouldn't make sense to me if I was in that world and then this super mob guy that, you know, used to run everything. I was following his orders just disappears for a while. Yeah. And, goes to San and then Francisco. tries to come back later on when we've already we're going through something else that he's not a part of and you want me to join you again? No, sir. I'm yeah. going to look out for my own skin. Completely agree because it's not so like that's he went... where, that's where we come in. No, I completely agree because it's not like he went somewhere where it was like just as bad or something like, you know, if they, if they had said, Oh, well he went to LA or he went to like Sussex, like London or like Ireland. My dude went to San Francisco. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, you know, Oh, I'm going on the trolleys and stuff and whatnot. I mean, the only thing cool that happened to San Francisco was the rock. The move, and that's the movie, not the, yeah. ca- not the character. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, Sean <laughs> you know. Connery. But like, but overall, I thought that the thing that I thought was really good about this is that the story and the dialogue is really what made this book. Like, mm. uh, frankly, I really Rosenberg, good writer. I, I, I hated the drawing for the like the the art that they yeah, used. The drawing was a little. It, it took a bit. Lopez Ortiz's art. Okay, not okay. a fan. Like for for the gruesome scenes, it's appropriate. It's it's a it's it's a type. It's a type. It's a. I can't speak because it's, it's a type art- of artistry that. Fluid. It, it helps for when you want to see someone get torn apart, mm. but everything else, it's like no. Yeah, I'm sorry, it doesn't look good. His art style, Ortiz's art style, Lopez Ortiz is very fluid, very like, you know, it's kind of that just like thrown paint thrown on the page, mm. you know. And the the I think one of the things is the lines, the way he draws faces and stuff are it's a little it's a little awkward. Because there's like the weird transition yeah. between characters. Like, for example, the same scene that Toby was talking about where uh, Kingpin is talking to everyone at the table, the like kind of heads, uh, and he's having that conversation. You have Janus and Lady De- uh, Bullseye and Jigsaw and uh, uh, Fancy Dan and all those guys, Turk and some other guy. The the kind of way their flow, the flow between the characters and the way they're drawn is kind of just like as if he just threw it onto the page. Well- which I, yeah. I actually like, like every, but every frame actually has something moving. If you actually look through every single frame, it's either raining or mm, yeah. when they're moving, there's like lines Liquid, drawn across, yeah. like yeah. Ver- like horizontal. There's always something moving on the screen, it's pretty, on the frame, which is pretty. It's true. Cool. That's a good point. Um, yeah, he, you can tell he likes movement. He yeah. likes to. Yeah. Yeah. The, which is hard um, when you're an artist. Uh, I mean, Dave, you to, who's to, yeah, a comic book. to make a page look like it's moving for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's 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 very hard, and that that's why you got to give like credit where credits due. Like you know, you, he is doing something where where it is mm. for him, it's fast paced. Yeah, but like I just find it like when you look at regular characters and they just look, for lack of better, not I don't want to say stupid, just like um, awkward. I okay, guess, sure. maybe like for example, the only character I thought that looked like who his character was Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Out of all the characters, like Punisher did not look like Punisher to me. He looked like he had he had sweatpants on in one yeah, of the pictures. I will agree with you that when you do see Punisher, Punisher looked like a pretty boy. Yeah. Like he's like this, he's a lot slimmer than I would. Because I know Kingpin's a, a huge guy, 
But when you see Punisher later on, and he's like this little slim figure yeah. with like a black T-shirt, he looks like a hipster Punisher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can and, see. I and see that's that, that's my critique about it. Kingpin also looks a little slimmer in this uh, in this one as well, and he also looks is like what fat bulletproof. Apparently, yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought that was such bull when he gets shot that time, and they're just like, "Oh, you, you got it really bad, boss," and they're like sewing him up, and you're like, "Wait, why did he not die when bullets went into his back?" Are we not going to talk about like the ten-inch blade in his chest? That it's one thing that it went into his chest. It was another thing that it went through a table into yeah. his chest, and then Punisher then kicked it further in, and then he broke it off, and then. He's Punisher hanging grabs, off. Yeah, he's, he's hanging from a window. Kingpin is hanging off with one arm off a ledge, and then the Punisher is holding onto the blade. And he's, how are you not cutting this guy in half? <laughs> yeah, you have plenty of fat to cut out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say that was some of the stuff that was a little, um, I guess, the, uh, unrealistic. Uh, yeah, the, the the direction <laughs> I mean, they were we trying. We can't talk about. We can't talk about realistic when we're talking about. These, no, these but you know what? Well too, right? In the Punisher episode, we talk uh, we talk about the fact that the Punisher and the street level characters are more in line with street level and realistic stories. Right. And in Civil War Kingpin, Civil War Two Kingpin, the idea is that as much as the heroes and the capes are off doing their thing on the street level, the the criminals are still living their lives and trying to maintain their lives. So you know. Right. Regular people like Turk, because Turk is always used when you're trying to just show he's a regular Joe. It's <laughs> Turk, you know. <laughs> well, you got Turk, you got Hammerhead, you got you know Hammerhead is you got. Uh, I mean, Jigsaw is his face is destroyed, but at the end of the day, Jigsaw was just a guy. Mm. Um, Lady Dutch, Lady Bullseye is also just a woman. Just a woman who's also just very accurate. Punisher is just the man. Exactly. These are all just people who are just. Th there's no powers. So Kingpin. Being shot and perfectly fine, hanging from a window with a ten-inch blade stuck in his chest. That's like in his heart. Like it's, it, not, yeah. it's not like on the side. It's like it's dead center. And and the fact that someone is hanging from the knife, <laughs> like some of that stuff, definitely takes you out of the story a little bit. But because it's Marvel and it's not you know an independent comic or maybe an image comic you're kind of like well i can ex i can understand but yeah when kingpin's be when kingpin's being sewn up and you just see that the bullets didn't go in that they just kind of flesh wound him yeah. even though they were direct yeah. yeah they're direct shots direct shots and but, they're flesh wounds but can i ask and, and, and this is for me to correct right mm. like this is something i want what i was questioning when i was actually reading this so the kingpin, right? Mm. He's just a man who is pure muscle, but ha like he looks fat, but he in reality he's like two percent body fat, right? Yeah, is that what it's supposed to be? Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, he's not much. skin. He's not. He's not. Uh, what's his name? He's not no. Oh, the blob? Uh, no, not blob. Uh, the bullet skin. Well, guy. He's the oh, Luke Cage. He's not. He's not. He's not Luke, no Luke Cage, right? Like he doesn't have no. that. Like or or like no bulletproof. No no the blob type powers. No. This is just fat. So or sorry, muscle like. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of muscle, but I still think that if I put a knife, like, I think it's going to cut yeah. like butter, right? Like, Toby, as someone who it knows will, more about muscle than yeah, the rest of us, <laughs> if you were shot, Mr. Adonis, not that we wish this on you and I don't wish this in any way, but I'm just saying if, <laughs> if you were hit with a bullet at close range, it would still uh -huh. go through you as toned as you are. Flexing your back muscles. Me. It's not going to stop the bullet. It would go through me like a butter. Exactly. But now a big guy like Tinkpin, for example. Yeah. 
it would still go through him and chances are it damage the same organs. Yeah. Um, but it might take a couple more shots. That's fair. But, That's fair. Yeah. but okay. the, the, the thing that takes this, that, that I think is unreal, uh, realistic about this is the fact that again, he gets flesh shot wounds. at that point blank and it's flesh. Wounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should have gone way deeper and he should have been taken to the hospital, but then yeah. they say that for later on in the story. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah how unrelenting this guy is and how he doesn't care after like getting shot like that you're not just right away sitting down and trying to make other plans you're you're laid you're laid out for a few days at least and he's trying to recover from that yeah, he just puts his clothes back yeah. on after getting stitched up. And he starts up. drinking, which I'm pretty sure is a bad thing. That thinks out your blood. And then he's, like, talking to, like, the superheroes, like, oh, you're yeah. nothing. You're piss ants. I don't want to I talk do to enjoy you. that the suits, the, the capes do show up for a little bit of an interaction, which was really nice. Which I thought they were drawn horribly by. I hate how... I, I'm oh, not yeah. a fan Spectrum. of Falcon, but I can't, I can't even look at yeah, it. Yeah, Spectrum no, was... Sorry, it's not Falcon. Captain uh, America. Ca- yes, true. Oh, yeah. Sam and Wilson's yeah, Captain America. Yeah, he actually does poke punishers. I keep calling him Punisher. Kingpin. <laughs> Kingpin. Yeah. Does um, poke fun yeah. at the fact that he's an imitation Captain America. Yes. And Sam pretty much goes wild, <laughs> and he has to be kind of dragged out of there in that moment because Kingpin obviously pushed the button. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny that they kind of. <laughs> I mean, he makes fun of all. <laughs> he makes fun of there. Spectrum because he's just like, I, I, I don't think I can call you by your old name since that blonde has taken it over. So the fact that he's just like making fun of them as they walk in kind of just shows how the Kingpin <laughs> doesn't really respect. I mean, obviously, he doesn't respect the, the capes, but he doesn't fear the capes either because he's bold enough to, you know, attack Sam Wilson's Captain America as, you know, essentially saying you're the fake and kind oh, of. That's incredible that you actually mentioned the no fear thing because he's also one of the daredevil's oh, primary villains mm-hmm. yeah that's a good if point. there's anyone that truly is a man without fear i feel like it's kingpin mm. that's a good point well i was, I was gonna that say makes him, yeah that's I, a good I feel it makes it more it shows that he himself although he may have lost a step in the sense of th- his control over new york mm. he's not lost a step in his approach and his abilities mm. That's where, and I think that's more because the thing, the 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 underlying theme I find when it comes to Kingpin specifically for that, in in this arc is that he's trying to show everyone like, hey, yeah, I was gone, but like just because I was gone doesn't like, yeah, I haven't changed, you know, and and that really comes yeah. through at the end when they're when he's like taking all the information from the the shield guys and you flipping oh, yeah. everything, Ryan. I'm like, that's so oh, Kingpin. Yeah, Ryan, I think, Goose, yeah. yeah, some long long name. That poor bastard. <laughs> My yeah. God. You know when you watch one of those mob movies and there's that agent who gets forced? I mean, oh, do you guys watch Mr. Robot? I haven't. I haven't gotten into it Tobes? Yet. I haven't watched it. I haven't been oh. caught up. I'm not caught up yet. Okay, there's some stuff that happens. Sorry, guys. I, I guess I may have inadvertently spoiled, but... Go for it. There's just a character who like gets turned and forced to do things, and you're just like, you poor bastard. But you, you get it because it's just like a, a smart criminal takes advantage you know, like a smart criminal doesn't, the stupid criminals will just kill the agent and then yeah. the agency just comes down on you harder. A smart criminal uses the agent yeah. and flips them and says, hey, I know you're, I know you're not one of us. I also know who you really are. I'm going to kill your family unless you do what I need you to do. Yeah. It's just like Sons of Anarchy. That happens yeah, a lot in yeah, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And that's actually a good, a very good comparison. Yeah. So, I mean, that and stuff like that, that makes the story of Kingpin in the Civil War all the more interesting because 
he's not your average stupid villain mm. who's just doing this the quick thing to move the story along it almost he's feels cunning yep he's persuasive mm. yep he's feared yep. he knows it yeah and he's coming for your throat yeah <laughs> Literally, that's what he does all the time. Actually, like if you, if you, I don't know if you noticed that, but in a, a lot of his kills is straight to the jugular. He chokes people out like Homer chokes yeah, Bart. Yeah, it, it, it's it, like it's my the, it's, god, man! You have Homer and Bart, which is like, oh, that would be kind of funny. And then like this is this is what would actually yeah, happen. What, what yeah. happened if you guys actually did that? This is what it really looks like when you try and crush someone's throat. <laughs> <laughs> like my god. Yeah. See, I mean, th that's one of the actually, things. Actually, speaking of crushing someone's throat, he actually crushed someone's leg. Oh yeah, yeah, he grabs because uh, um, at the beginning, bushwhacker, right? Uh, With the yeah, the gun, guy who had yeah. The gun, gun for an arm, yeah. Uh, I like what he says to bushwhacker. So like, how? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Basically, is what he no, says. No, but not just that. It's, hold on, I'm gonna find it because it was such a good line about like, I guess someone born with a gun for hand didn't have many options. <laughs> like, it's kind of like how they say like a you know a a, gr a stripper a girl named Candy. It's just like. Your parents named you Candy. You were gonna be a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like oh. Mercedes. Shout yeah, out to Mercedes. Exactly. Mercedes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the reoccurring theme throughout this comic is very much you know, Wilson Fisk being challenged in a scenario in a situ in situations where the only move to make is to just show people your strength. Mm. And he just constantly yeah, and something we rarely ever see, aside from we saw this softer side of him on the TV show in the Daredevil season, the first season. Mm. Um, but we didn't see we see this in the comic books. I think probably for the first time for me anyway, where he's actually grooming someone and cares for someone pretty much. Though his caring for Janice is to his advantage. Yes, completely. He actually, I, I, I actually see him apologizing to the kid about like, I'm sorry, I lost my temper in there. But do you think he actually cares about um, Janice, the, or he just? When, Manipulation. Well, well, technically, he does because Janice has. It's like a give and take relationship. I'm sorry, not a give and take because Janice kind of doesn't have an option. In I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Retort, retracted but immediately. I, I mean, yeah. wait, wait. But, I but will. Kingpin does care of him in sort of like a pet way where he doesn't care for anyone. Oh, yeah. I will give you this, if though. I'm... Janice uh, does get something out of it. He's not being killed because Janice right. starts off as trafficking girls. Mm. Yes. So let's not pretend and, that and actually Kingpin was going to look for him because yeah. he found out his organization was trafficking without mm. his knowledge, and he went and he wanted to find out who and go kill them. Then he found out that it was Janice, yeah. but then he's like, "Wait, why aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Why don't they? See, why, don't they why aren't they seeing mm. your crimes?" And then he figures it out, and that's why he goes back. You know, and then now we're back in present time. Yeah. After that story, he's been told that okay, yeah. this and, is why he came back. But he was a punk the whole time. He has a weapon. You felt you felt Janice was a punk the whole time. Yeah, because even oh, yeah. even when you oh, see, yeah, he was. Even, yeah. because when you see that there's like in the I think it's the first issue or it's the second issue they have like that little mini story with him and like how he gets it. Yeah, Terry. it's the first issue that they and give like, you the story of right Dennis. away. He's a guy that like had he not had this power, he was cat and fodder right away. Oh, he would have been dead like he right away. Like sure. like I like if it that's wasn't the, for, that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. I, That's the whole point. He's a weakling guy. Who yeah, has, yeah. And, you, and you can see when he's trying to figure out what his abilities are because he feels something's changed. Yeah. And he and he's like, he does the thing. Where, <laughs> so there's a scene where the bad guys are running away from. They're being chased. 
and they get to a fence that's locked and there's chains around oh, the yeah. fence. <laughs> and then for some reason in that moment, Janice thinks that his superpowers is maybe to like melt the chains yeah. or something. So, yeah. so he sticks his hands out and starts focusing, you know, like that thing you do as a kid when you yeah. think you have telekinetic <laughs> powers. And he tries to do that, and then the villains around him are like, "What, what are you what doing? Are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, and then, and then we need to get out of here." Down and it's just, but the best it's part just is funny that they show you kind of like he's been testing out to figure out what his powers are. But that was a very bad moment to even try it out. But not even just that. When he does that, that they end up getting caught because yeah. of him. He just because, gets freed, yeah. and he gets away with the other dude, and it's just like you, mother, like you're that's getting true. people caught because, and that's the thing. His power would have maybe protected him uh, his power did protect him and but it and it would have maybe protected that those around him but he didn't realize what the power was at the time so he was just slowing people down as the, the hammer and, was and going. then they went and then they went their separate ways and the other ones that left him his events yeah got caught mm-hmm. yeah they didn't leave his events are still with didn't get caught so it's funny yeah, it's uh his powers are pretty cool, but they're un- unfortunately because I like more. Um, I would like if I have superpowers for it to be something more elaborate and not mm. just me being able to hide from a radar. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, if uh, that's the one thing, if if you got rid of Ulysses as a as a the, like part of the story, then like really, then, what then is he doesn't it? have a power? That's then, the thing. Then I don't you kill understand. Janice. That's when. Yeah, that's... that's the part I don't get. In in like in this whole story. You guys wrote it so that this one character is the one thing that ja- that Ulysses can't see, and if so, convenient, right? Yeah, yeah, and if so, why? Like, at least establish a connection. Like, it's his brother, the same way that Scott and Havoc, Havoc. can't, like, Cyclops and Havoc can't really harm each yeah. other, or any mutants. Yeah, yeah. This is just some kid working for Black Cat who got caught uh, yeah. in some random. Origin missed, and uh, now he can help the Kingpin because we want to bring Kingpin back. Yeah, I mean, or tell a Kingpin story. Yeah. So again, this this whole thing, when we like, kind of like with the Punisher story, the B characters and the B plots don't matter. Yeah, what matters is the main character's development and his presence throughout the whole story. True, 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 true. One thing I did find funny though is that when he's trying to figure out his powers. Uh, he has a girlfriend and you see him like he's like I'm gonna put a condom on because I don't know what's wrong with me and she's like are you cheating on me no like the by getting powers it actually completely ruined his yeah, life yeah it did ruin his life and the funny part is he d- yeah. he didn't know what his power was like it's not like his power mm. was like he turned into a blob he had a, he just didn't know what it was but was afraid to like do anything because he's just like I might give you a disease and uh, you know he loses his and, girlfriend and, because of that because he ends up she ends up yeah, leaving him and, and, Exactly, and Kingpin kind of probably made him feel powerful. This guy who never had anything. Now yeah. he's like, now it's the, now he went from being a slave. He cares for Kingpin now too, actually. Yeah, he but becomes because he, he didn't have anything to do with it. The planet. Did, did you think he had anything to do with Punisher no. coming after Kingpin? No. I don't think so. I think it's a coincidence. Kingpin is just like it's too much of a coincidence. I'm going to kill you anyway. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think that is a super interesting aspect of the Kingpin that no matter what, even the people who appear the most loyal, the Kingpin yeah. will never trust you. Yeah, and at the end, he knows he can only trust himself, mm-hmm. and that was actually That's the crazy take. Yeah, it was actually a little bit sad to realize because this guy. Remember when at the end when Kingpin comes back 
and Janice hugs him and he's like, boss. Yeah. And he's so happy to see him. <laughs> and it doesn't come across as like, you know, I'm happy to see you. Let me fake it. It came yeah. across as genuine, genuine like, yeah. I'm actually happy. I was trying my best to keep everything in order for you. Uh, I got your message, Scorched Earth. We we went about it and, and took care of business. Everything's yeah. still good. And Kingpin's just like, no, you're a rat. It's like, no, oh, what? It's too much like and I get it. Like the way the events played out that got Kingpin caught. Yes, it yes. It does look like Janice had something to do with it. Yeah. Cause or he wasn't right? helping at least. Well, because Janice, because remember, Janice is sick at one point and Kingpin yeah. isn't going out on going out at all unless Janice is with him. Mm-hmm. So the one time that he's deciding to go out, he's like, Janice, uh, you want to come with me? Janice is like, yeah, I'm ready. And then later on, he tells him, actually, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to stay behind. And immediately Punisher shows up. Yeah, it's it's too cool. cool. Yeah, there's a car, there's a car bomb, right? Yeah, like, yes, yes, exactly. The car bomb goes off. Then, at, then, at, oh, that's true. It's actually the car bomb first, and then there's yeah. tons of confusion. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Where's Janice?" And then to the point that Dave was making earlier, the guy in the car was someone Janice hired. And Kingpin's just like, I don't trust anyone that's around Janice because I don't know. Either Janice has been kidnapped or he's working on the side of the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just kill anyone that that's around him, which kind of sucks because he, you, you see it. It's 50-50 in his head, yeah. but he's not risking it. And he just starts to kill people. And that's a little. Yeah. That's, one thing I want to add. Just yeah, because he, just we, says, he just says screw it. Yeah. But one thing I want to add because we, we touched upon it last. Oh, uh, sorry. I know it's something that was in the Punisher. Mm book that we had read in the last issue that we did mm. um what was cool is that uh, there's actually an analog that the punisher and the kingpin think think the same mm. uh, in the yep. in the in the punisher in, in, in uh, punisher max he says uh if you work for the government uh you know you're just feeding their wars and this and that and anyone will backstab you at any point in time and that's yeah. why the punisher does everything solo on his own yeah. with the exception of having michael for a few years mm. and then when you see this it's just really funny because like you guys are the exact same person just on the opposite side of the fence yeah because he's not trusting anybody even if you've proven a thousand times over that you're you're chill with what well, well, maybe with the exception of turkey seems to have a, a slight trust there yeah true um Turk, but like everyone loves Turk, he's, but he's still like he's you know I, I don't like it's like if you were to like look at me the wrong way or my wife the wrong way or whatever yeah. like you're you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing though, Kingpin has always been better and always almost always came out on top against the Punisher, mm. which is a crazy thing about their their dynamic. Which if people tune into our last episode, we were reading the Punisher Max series. Yeah, when Kingpin and Punisher finally meet up in those series, wow. Oh, I can oh, really? only imagine the war that those yeah. Tankin is a boss. Let me tell you that much. So whatever it is we're seeing in here, it is even more to be told in the Punisher story about the Kingpin. Man, it's man. always been fascinating to me that he's not on the same level notoriety-wise as the Joker is yeah. uh, when it comes to when it comes to villains. Yeah, maybe if anything, we can do the that run because there, yeah. there's a run right. The Kingpin and the Punisher have a run in the Punisher Max. Yeah, yeah, maybe we, yeah, yeah, maybe we could do that next time. But yeah, I mean, uh, for a review, I think Janice is an interesting character mm. uh, who's introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this: one of the cool things about the Terrigen Mist uh, interaction that Janice has is kind of a cool depiction because you don't. You don't get it. Like, I've never seen it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But the fact that once he gets hit with the mist, it shows that he goes into, like, what appears to be an alternate reality. And that he waits. Sure. Whatever you want to call that. Yeah. And he, he he's, like, waiting until he's, like, an old man mm. on a rock. And then he wakes up and he's back to normal. And even when he says to Black Cat, he's just like, how long's it been? She's like, 15 minutes, you idiot. I fired you. Get out of here. 
Yeah. And just stuff like that. It's it's just these and he and he tries to figure out what's going on. Doesn't want to transmit the disease quote unquote disease to his partner. Tries to reach out to the inhumans because he realizes he's probably one. He he reaches out he tries to commit suicide. He, he's like giving up on life, gets checked out by docs, everything's okay, but he keeps having these dreams about these powers only to find out that like he has no clue what the power is. Mm. And then, yeah. but Kingpin figures out what the power is. Right. Which is interesting. So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, type two because he's committing these crimes and knows he's not getting caught, right? Yeah. So he must have figured it out before Kingpin did, right? Yeah, I guess. It's just because that first interaction, because he, there's one time where he shows up to like, um, so, oh, I guess... I guess because he shows up late, that it was too late and things were on, on the go. But when you get his story, there's that scene at the end where he shows up to like a crime party, whatever they're doing, some kind of uh, movement. <laughs> crime, well, crime it's just because all these criminals are just hanging around in a room. <laughs> it's a crime party. It was off the chain, man. Black Cat no, was no, there. Was cry. Yeah, yeah. Was just chilling, but yeah, the then all the heroes show up. Vision and, and Captain Marvel show up. And then, like you were saying, the, the one where he thinks he can melt metal and, he, and everyone gets caught because of him. So... Yeah. So, anyways, That's I mean, hilarious. as as a comic, it was interesting. Uh, I, I I I like it a lot. I like yeah, it. I like it. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite depictions of the kingpin. I I I've always said uh, in every ever since I've read this, I've always said that this is a version of the kingpin I like because it shows you that he's a flawed yet very capable mastermind. Mm. And barely fleshed out in the mainstream. Of oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. In the mainstream, um, he's just and, this big guy. That's it. He's a big yeah, crime. He, he deserves. He deserves his own killing joke, as well as mm. this one was told. This is a part of an event that happened, a big event, civil war. Yeah. Too. I would actually like to see Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk is. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean that's how he got how he got to be the kingpin, how he became the kingpin, which I don't think I've ever really gotten. And that's no. why the the Netflix Daredevil episode that focused on his youth and him growing up yeah. and how he is was so good. And like, and I agree with you that that's almost his killing joke, but it's too short. He yes. needs more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree, Again, I it's a cameo. He's yeah. he's almost he's in someone else's world. I want to bring me into his man. Okay, Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. It was an Avengers movie, but it Thanos felt like a, Thanos' movie. Yeah, he's a protagonist. It was yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what I want. That's what I want for the Kingpin. Yeah. Just make a Punisher movie and do that. That's what I would do. Oh, interesting. Like, like make make a Punisher movie. Then the second movie is that. Oh. Like okay. make a Punisher movie where he, he fights, let's say, like a Jigsaw okay, or a so Bullseye, and then the next movie that's is a Kingpin. Be. The same way that Thanos an, is not he's yeah. a protagonist, but yeah. it's called Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Toby. Go ahead. Do you prefer Kingpin as a villain in the Punisher series or the Daredevil series? <laughs> Spider-Man because it's too almost he's too comical in that universe. I hate that. Um, so uh, what do you think? You're talking about comic book wise, animated wise, or you talking about well, the which 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 version of Kingpin do you like as villainry? Do you like him better in Daredevil's universe as a villain? Or Punisher's universe as I would, the sort of villain he is. I haven't read him in Punisher. Uh, the only time, like okay. we said, is this interaction mm -hmm. here in this comic. Okay. I mean, Pun like we said, Punisher shows up. Uh, right. And we get to see that same Punisher like we've always seen where he, you know, you know, he has landmines that say front towards enemy and stuff like that. He right. does the classic Punisher stuff, which is mm -hmm. cool. 
I would definitely want to see more of this Punisher and this Kingpin together than I would want to see Daredevil versus Kingpin. Only because Punisher's okay. fight on under organized crime would lead to a better story from the perspective of the Kingpin. Whereas Daredevil some is often fighting organized crime, but also fights the hand and mm. also does this and also does that. Right, right. I mean right. they okay. they they give the hand to the Kingpin at one point in the comic, but I don't want the Kingpin to be dealing with the capes i want yeah. him dealing with the street level yeah like what, okay what, what i would i, I like it. what the version of kingpin that i've always liked and in, uh it actually goes with part of the description of for this book i always thought that the kingpin should have been always shown as like a sopranos yeah like that's that how that's how it earlier. should be yeah. like you know that's what he is that's how it should be and like it's also and especially when it's, it's also the, the conclusion of this book how it's like he doesn't see he doesn't see things as oh there's this problem there's this problem there's this problem he sees everything very holistically he's like i have a problem with right. my crime guys i have a problem with the police i have a problem with this guy i'm gonna figure out everything in one shot in, in one shot oh, and then he's very he's a very high level guy at the same time as he is like he pays attention to details exactly yeah. almost but too much so to the point where like he thinks everything that's why he doesn't trust people because yes. he yeah. pays too much attention yeah i agree right he's a type a personality yeah. there so you yeah go. So, guys, that was the review of uh, Civil War II Kingpin, a four-issue miniseries that was released a couple years ago that was written by Matthew Rosenberg and art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. And now we're going to go into our top of the pile where we're going to give you guys a few titles that we've been reading recently and we recommend you guys check out. Uh, Dave, do you want to start? Because I know you read quite a few titles. Uh, I was actually going to say, and I guess it goes to coincide, and I'm not sure when this when this episode is going to be released, but I know the. Uh, Deadpool's coming out and whatnot, and obviously Deadpool two with with cables, really cool. So I was actually gonna say the um, the Despicable Deadpool, which ah. has been something that's been out. I think it's it started in uh, I think it's six ninety or something in the Deadpool series. I'm not too sure the the number, but if you write Despicable Pet Deadpool, you'll you'll get it. Uh, it's just a very interesting story arc. It's it's basically he's getting blackmailed by strife who saves some of his family and for every individual that he saves he's like if you don't kill somebody for every person i saved i'm gonna kill oh, a, a person so he basically saves i believe four people from his family his daughter his daughter his uh the his best friend who's taking care of his daughter because he doesn't want his daughter to be with him because yeah. he's, he's scared that people will just come after him her husband and, and his kid uh and then he's tasked you find out it's cable Cable, I forget the other two, but the other one that's a big one now, which I'm starting to read up now, is uh, Evan, the uh, the Kid Apocalypse, is actually one of the people oh. that he's, that's on the list, which is very which, conflicting for him. That kid should be dead already. Oh, there's all there's a lot of there's a lot of different viewpoints on that. I I, I read did you all re you read the X Force story. I read all of Uncanny X Force. It's actually the thing that brought me back. I had yeah. a hiatus from comic books. It's what brought me. It's brought brought me in. It was it was actually something that I did not like the art for a really long time oh, okay. but all the characters like at the time when i was reading stuff nothing was deadpool until i read uncanny x-men okay x-force and that was like this is this is deadpool yeah it's, it's the perfect version of him in my opinion hmm. so that's two suggestions actually uncanny x-force and then uh definitely despicable deadpool doc yep i'm trying to double check the title for the one that i was reading recently hold on let me get back to it here Oh, yes, that's it. I was just trying to remember. Infamous Iron Man, uh, where Doctor Doom is has taken the mantle. 
I don't infamous know. Iron Man. Infamous Iron Man. Is, is it Superior Spider Man, but like years. a different face? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it's Superior Spider Man esque. But I, I mean, yeah. So this is from a couple of years ago, but I'm recommending people check it out now because it, it, uh, it I think it's still ongoing. Um, if really? I, I've never heard. Of, how have I never heard of this? Doctor Doom is Iron Man. Yeah. So what happens is, you know how, uh, <laughs> you know how Ironheart starts. Right. So at the same time, what happens is, uh, Doom ends up taking a suit, gets his Iron Man suit. And then okay. essentially starts to become like an Iron Man. I mean, it leads back to an Iron Man story because there's an Iron Man story where Doom has is trying to redeem himself. He's trying to be a better person. And he legit starts going around and trying to apologize. And he mm-hmm. does show up to Iron Man telling him like, hey, I'm really not that guy anymore. I'm actually a better person now. And Iron Man is constantly being like, I don't trust you. F off. Like, <laughs> stop following me. Stop trying to apologize. I don't believe anything you're saying. You are a criminal. You should be in jail. And he just keeps popping up because he's a magician and he can teleport. So he just keeps showing up to, to Tony. And, like, I think at one point he, like, breaks into one of, like, Tony's labs or something. And at the same time, Tony is dating this girl that Doom is interested in. Not uh, romantically, but he finds her research very interesting. Mm-hmm. She's a scientist. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember her name. She was. Uh, a side character in the story but uh because of tony and the relationship things start to go her life starts to get a little crazy and then yeah uh, and later on that ties into why he ends up taking a suit and he sees that opportunity to take over the mantle as iron man so he's he wears like a silver iron man suit with his green cape and he looks pretty much like Iron Man. Is he trying? Is he actually trying to take over his life? No, no, not at all. It's not a replacement like <laughs> Superior <laughs> Spider Man. I know where you're going. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> no, no. no it, it's very much just him being there and saying like, well, I I, I want to be a better person, so I'm gonna wear this suit and be a better person and be a better hero. Uh, I think my favorite interactions are with him and the Thing because the Thing's like, I do not trust you. You're a murderer and regularly goes after him, um, which is pretty funny because every time he shows up, he's just like, dude, I'm trying to be a good person. Leave me alone. And then they just start fighting again. Um, And then there's other interactions. There's like a story like, for example, the story right now in the Marvel Universe, as you guys know, Fantastic Four is supposed to be coming back. Mm. Part of the story where the thing and the human torch are on the adventure trying to figure out how to find uh, the rest of the team, Sue and Reed. Yeah leads them to interact with the infamous Iron Man. And it's actually pretty funny because he like there's like codes that they have to figure out and 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 Doctor Doom is like following the thing because he's like, well you're gonna lead me to him and I need Reed Richards back. I don't really know why. And it's it's funny because okay. it's it, you get a lot of flashbacks of them in school. <laughs> and it's just like, oh that's why they hate each other. Like it's it's some pretty interesting just small little things that they did, like little nuances that really yeah, add on to the characters. Yeah, like there's that... like the, there's one thing where Reed and and Ben pull a prank on him, oh, and yeah. it's just like this is such high school stuff. But it's it, that prank is an important part of the story, <laughs> and I was just like, well done, writer. I don't even remember who wrote it, but it's a Marvel team up with the Thing and Human Torch, and it's just like you made that little insignificant moment have such an impact that it's so funny and Doom hates that memory it's so fun anyways i yeah i recommend it infamous iron man uh i people should check it out 
that's my top of the pile. Tobes? So actually, you know what? I said I was going to go with an oldie, but I'm going to go with something that's on my list of reading. Mm. Um, what Dave said earlier kind of inspired me to do this. I haven't read these yet, but these are on my reading list because of a character that's coming out about a year from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really know her story very well. And if she's going to fit into this X, sorry, not this X universe, but this MCU that I'm very familiar with all the characters that are currently in there, I kind of want to know what her deal is and could be when she comes in. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I have a list of uh, issues and volumes that I will be reading that I'll probably recommend other people follow as well if they want to actually know more about Captain Marvel going into this because she interacts with the Guardians of the Galaxy quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, in, in the comic books uh first one is the mighty captain marvel which is a 2017 i guess run i think it was written by let me find out margaret stoll mm-hmm. uh start with that one next would be generations captain marvel and Car- captain marvel oh okay. another number one issue um this one also written by margaret stoll uh the a-force um, which kind of um, I think which, happens right after Civil War Two, if that? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's the not of Civil War Two. Do you are you reading because you think it's going to be important? Because I can tell you right now, she's barely in it. They focus. Oh, she's very. Yeah, they focus a lot on the rest of the team members in that story. She she's there, but it's the story is more about if I remember if I'm remembering co- correctly. It's more. Mm-hmm. It, it, she does form a team, but it, it's not as much about her because that's the other thing. Okay. She's so busy being the head of Alpha Flight at that point in the universe that you know she's almost like a Wolverine. She's just on too many teams. She's at just, once. It's just a fi- she's just a figurehead. Yeah, she's just around. So yeah, put it that way. Right. Okay. And the next couple ones on my list are uh, one of the most popular ones, which is Captain Marvel, the 2014 um, run uh, mm-hmm. written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Okay. Um, and the life of Captain Marvel issue number one, um, which kind of puts her in sort of a Superman esque sort of story. Okay, cool. Growing, growing up in a small town, kind of kind of story, which I think would be interesting as well. And they might this might actually play into Carol Danvers's life in the movies as well, right? Yeah. Um, Does so, that one so yeah, have we'll, Rogan uh, in it at all? Oh wait, you haven't read it yet. Okay, okay. No, I haven't read it yet, but cool, I, cool. I do know what it's about. So okay. yeah, it seems pretty interesting. So those are the five. That I, I think I named five of them, right? One, two, five. I think so. Yeah. All that's right. A good way to start. Yeah, it's a good list. Okay, guys, that's uh, that's the whole thing. Final thoughts. How do we uh, how do we feel about this one? Uh, Civil uh, War five out of five. Out of five, I'm giving this a solid three point seven five. Okay. Solid. Okay. And and most of the minus honestly has to do with and this is a personal thing, so like anyone could easily maybe give it a higher rating. I was really turned off by the the art. Oh, okay. Okay. I, that's I was fair. really 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 turned off. I thought there was a lot of like ambiguities there and the slight uh not real I I can't get over the image of hanging off a ledge and then Punisher's <laughs> hanging on a dagger in my chest how I'm not ripped in half I just don't get it and the Punisher he's not a lanky dweeb he's a yeah, big he's guy a big which guy. even more reason why you should be cut in half yeah that's all I'm saying yeah um, I'm surprised you even gave it a three and a half 3.75 because of that I, I'm gonna give it a three huh? solely on the power of me liking his story and wanting to see more of it mm-hmm the, the minus two as A, the artwork didn't do it for me either, but I had to get over it because I liked the story and I wanted to read more of it. The mm-hmm. story was very compelling. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't care for the other, you know, the other villains in this. I found, you know, they're just like 
they needed to fill pages. Yeah, uh, with some, with some of the scenes that are in there, uh, I really like the Kingpin and Janice dynamic as well. Yeah. Um, just seeing that softer side of Kingpin, but also realizing, oh crap, okay, quote unquote, still, 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 a, still <laughs> a psycho. Yeah, yeah, uh, quote unquote, he's, he's softer side. He's literally a wild animal. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then anything can set him off, right? Like anything, like a dog, yeah. you know, anything can yep. set him off. So. Um, and not saying dogs are wild animals. And anyway, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so yeah, three over five. I'm giving it a four because mm-hmm. I, I actually, I mean, as much as the art was weird to me, it's not the weirdest art I've seen. Okay. Um. So I, I, for me, it was fine. I like. I, I thought the fluid style of the art was a little weird, but I thought it was also pretty cool. Cause you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love the, uh, the, the John Romita Juniors and the uh, Scott Cam- Jake Scott Campbells and the, you know. Uh, but those are Francis, all too polished for this kind of story. Yeah, Francis Manipal. All those guys have really great art styles. But like, yeah, exactly. It's very polished, and this mm. is a really raw wild like you said almost like a wild dog type you know it's just it like is gritty so that kind of like yeah and that, like you said for the grittiness that style worked for the bloody scenes and mm. it's it's almost it, it funny enough this story takes place in 616 but felt a little bit max ish mm. you know and that right. style could work for that so for me that's a and i, I mean i love the story uh, i really really think it's one of the best villain stories it really shows you motivation there's a solid arc and a solid motivation behind the decisions of the kingpin mm. i am the kingpin you all bow to me no one ever claims my throne even if i'm gone for a day even if you're yeah. holding it to even if you're holding it to help me don't leave it alone sit sit on the floor at the throne but don't sit in the throne because that was the one that's thing that just, really that's just a terrible way to make friends i know but, but it was i mean it was one of the things right when the kingpin comes back in and janice is wearing similar clothes and sitting at the head of the table he was mad about it because he's just like this shows me that you were in on it all along and it, i still don't think Jason, actually in that yeah thing. and i was like uh, i still don't think janice was was doing it to to he did it because he was afraid if uh, the the funny part is the kingpin set a lesson at the beginning the universe abhors a vacuum mm. and jan and he taught janice that lesson mm. so janice and janice repeats pretty much a king's exactly kingpin speech, word exactly word. and he goes and he says this is what he taught me and in his absence i will do my best to maintain it for him and, as and soon, everyone was like, yeah, you're right. And as <laughs> you know, soon as the kingpin actually- comes back, he's just like, you shouldn't have done that. It's just like, I literally did what you taught me. So that's yeah. why I find it interesting. Agreed so he did what he taught him. Kingpin was grooming him. What yeah, was he, he was- grooming him for if not to take over when he's gone? Yeah. Agreed that he, he taught him what he was supposed to know. But the problem was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Janice is apologizing to the kingpin. Mm. And then Kingpin says, anyone who follows Janice, you know, is my enemy. Yeah. And but then all the guys in the room turn around like they could have put their guns towards Janice yeah. and would have maybe even saved Janice's life had yeah. they done that. But what do they do? They, they turn on it, Kingpin, okay, yeah. And you're like, well, now you really look like you're done fucked yeah. up. Yeah. And, you know, now but, you really look like you, what is you betrayed me. But what does but Janice that, do? He, he runs says, away. But no, like, no. What did he say, though? He what, says he no wait no. and tries to stop them. Mm. He yeah. does. Yeah, I know, but still, still. I know. I get what you're saying, and that's the that's the point, though. The the the, the mentality. The wild animal, yeah, know? the what mentality that the kingpin has is so specific to him, and it's so interesting, and it's so, and that's why I give it a four and five. So that yeah, that's why that's why that's my final thought, guys. 
Great one, guys. Alrighty. Another fun one. Always, Brilliant. always a pleasure with like you two, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So squared-idea.com. Yes. Visit at any time, and uh, also visit our Patreon. Yep. Uh, again, I, I, I want to give a shout out. I know that Mike Wilcox's Fathom should soon have hard copies. So, if uh, not already has hard copies by well, the time you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, exactly. So uh, keep out the, the eyes on that. And yeah, that's all I could really say for the moment. And Toby, anything you want to tell the people? Have a great day, and I'll see hey. y'all on the next day. A- AKA okay. that fit dude on Instagram. If you guys want to follow or you want to hit him up for ideas on our different segments, uh, we do a best favorite worst. We do judgment call. We do non-canon, in which we uh, team up characters that don't fit into the same universes, but we put them in a arena together. Uh, plucked out of wherever they are and tossed into the arena for battle uh, which is fun and uh, yeah that's the whole show please always check us out on franklinarmstrong.com you can follow franklin armstrong on facebook at facebook.com slash franklin armstrong d-o-t-c-o-m you can follow us on twitter and instagram at a strong franklin and uh, yeah you can also follow me brian doc holiday on instagram at brian holiday h-o-l-i-d-a-e and yeah, check out Geektastic Cypher, we, uh, the, the the other show that's produced by the Franklin Armstrong Collective, which is available on franklinarmstrong.com. Check out the podcast page. The show recently won uh, best uh, number nine on the list of best shows in uh, Cult Montreal. So uh, we're really proud. We're really proud. So that's yeah. the whole show. It's always a fun time, guys. We'll be back sometime soon. Peace, Peace out. everybody. Doses. <laughs>